All right. Well, hey, we're live on YouTube and uh, linked on Facebook. I decided I was going to do a live stream because I was thinking maybe, you know, because it's been six years since I started doing this podcast that maybe I get some Q&A in from, uh, from you guys. But uh, I guess, you know, we'll see if people show up. If not, that's cool, too. This will probably end up uh, being a uh, – it will probably end up being uh, posted on the, the podcast uh, stream. Well, not stream, but the uh, feed. Either way, um, I think what I should probably do, because I'm not seeing it come up, I'm going to copy and paste this link. I should have just streamed straight from Facebook, honestly. Um, let's see. Let me go ahead and share this. All right. So posting that. I don't know what that is. Uh, let's see, I got that. There we go. All right. Well, six years ago, I decided. Six years ago, I was actually working as a as a security guard at a, at a uh, an apartment complex in Seattle, in Seattle, Lower Queen Anne, and uh, to help keep me awake on my shift, I um I would listen to podcasts. And how I discovered podcasting was, I went to um, see uh, a voiceover panel at Emerald City Comic Con where. Um, it was uh, Rob Paulson, Maurice LaMarche, John DiMaggio, Billy West, um, Kevin Conroy, and my, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, I think, were all there. I think. Either way. I don't know, no, Jess Harnell was there. I think, yeah. Either way, it was a cool panel, and amongst all the cool stuff they were sharing – uh, Rob Paulson shared that he has a podcast called Talking Tunes with Rob Paulson, where he just talks with all those people that are on the on the uh, panel about what they do, kind of what we're listening to on the on the uh, in the panel. This is what he does in his podcast. So, start listening to his podcast. It's like this is this is cool. I mean, he's just hanging out with his his buddies, his coworkers, and they, you know they're they're sharing their experiences, as coming up with characters and. And uh, all that kind of stuff. And um, and then because there was only so many uh, episodes of the podcast that he did that I was interested in listening to, I listened to pretty much all the episodes at the time. And I still had a couple hours left in my, in my shift because I was working like 12-hour days or nights rather. And I was looking for other podcasts to listen to, so I, I did some searching 
um, for like comedy because I love comedy and animation. And so I uh, I went and I found I found the Nerdist podcast and uh, and um, I it was it was cool because. Um, I, I, at the, at, and I was looking ah, at other podcasts. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, the uh, at the time I didn't know who Chris Hardwick was or Jonah Ray or or Matt Myra. I didn't know any of those guys. I mean, I, I was familiar with Chris Hardwick, but I didn't really, I didn't really know the guy, and I still don't really know him. But I, uh, I didn't really, I wasn't aware of what. Other than the handful of things I saw him do, um, I, I've seen, uh, of course, game show he did on MTV years ago, um, and I've seen him in a, in a couple movies. But beyond that, I didn't know he did stand up. And, and I, oh, at the time, I think I also saw him on on uh, G Four. I think he was on um, um, Attack of the Show. He was doing a a, a segment on there. Either way. I didn't know who the guy was and wasn't really familiar too much at the time. I started listening to the podcast because he was interviewing people that I was interested in or was at least was was aware of and uh, really got into listening because the podcast was pretty casual and laid back and, you know, and he was talking to like celebrities, you know, people that I would probably have a, a hard time you know, having a coherent conversation because I'm too enamored with the person I'm talking to, but he managed to, to not completely lose his shit and become a total fanboy. And, uh, so I started, I really got into listening to this podcast and, and I was, and I'm sitting listening to the show. And I think after it was a couple of weeks of listening to his show, I think at the time they were doing like two or three episodes a week. So I had about, six or seven episodes in listening and, and, uh, and I was like, you know what, this is cool. I, I could, I could do this. I mean, all I would really need is a, a microphone and, and, and on my computer and I could record, I could record these conversations with my friends. And at the time, the person I was hanging out with the most was this, this guy, I, I used to know named Joe Burkhard, and he was at the time he was my best friend, and we hung out pretty much on weekends, and we would we would go see movies and play video games and and just have you know a, a normal friendship. I think so. I was like one day I was like you know we're we're nerding out on stuff, and I hey you know hey what would you think about recording these these conversations we're having these we're, we're entertaining each other. We're making each other laugh. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're goofing around and having fun. And, and so what would you think about, you know, recording these and putting them on the internet for other people to listen to? Cause if we find them entertaining, other people will probably find them entertaining. And, um, it's like, yeah, it sounds like it could be fun. You know, that's especially if we can get like, we can get guests on the show. We can interview people we want, we admire. And, uh, so we started recording episodes, and we got—I think we got about twenty or so episodes in before I—I I tried to get a hold of uh, 
a local radio DJ, BJ Shea, to see if he would be interested in being on our podcast. And he actually agreed. And uh, he uh, he called in, called me, uh, and uh, we we chatted. I had this make I had this this makeshift recording set up for recording a phone call, and um, I mean I have I, I I posted the that recording on. Um, it's actually if you go to two hundred six geek dot com and and uh, actually. Yeah, I should have it listed there. If not, you can go to hearthis.at slash 206geek, and uh, it will be listed underneath the interviews. And uh, you can listen to the, the interview with BJ Shea. And that was cool. He was he, I've met him a couple times, and he's a nice enough dude. Um, and I've had um, – Interactions with other with other people on his show that you know I I thought were cool cool people, and um, we we basically recorded an episode every week for three and a half years, and uh, it was you know this was actually kind of a, a, a hard time for me. Uh, after when 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 Joe decided he was gonna stop doing the podcast, and he also stopped being my friend, which is sad in itself. And you know, as far as what happened and why he decided not to be my friend, um, I'm still not entirely clear on it. I think I I I I, I suspect it has a lot to do with uh, things that were going on in my life at the time. At the time, I was. I was basically homeless. I was I was uh, staying at my girlfriend's house at the time, and uh, and I think, and then actually, shortly after he he stopped being my friend, about a month later, my girlfriend uh, dumped me, and then I became effectively really became homeless because I w- I didn't really have any place to stay anymore, uh, and. Uh, well, she let me stay with her for a couple more weeks, and then I, you know, I got I got a call from from family saying that I could stay with them, and so I'm I moved out to North Kitsap County, and that's where I've been ever since. And I I tried continuing to do the podcast, um, for uh, for a few more months. Actually, I think, yeah, I think it was, um, I think I, I think I did about 10 more episodes after that, you know, and I even tried getting a new co-host that didn't work out either. Um, it was, it was somebody I knew through other people and I, I thought me and that person got along well enough, but she was once she she got on the show she she became really confrontational with me, and I just said you know what this isn't working, <laughs> sorry, and uh, she was only on like two or three episodes and that was it, and then I think after that was when I decided you know maybe it was time to stop doing the podcast and I did I stopped doing it for about eight months. And then I really missed 
doing the podcast, I really missed. Um, I missed talking about things I'm into and and things I, I, I you know things I've seen on the internet that I thought were cool and all that other stuff and started recording again and I, and when I started recording again it was it was uh, oh gosh it's been about a year year and a half I think now I think it was uh it was about a year ago I think I, start, I, I started doing the podcast again because it was it was like um, mid to late 2017 when I stopped doing the podcast and I started doing the podcast again about this time last year and um, and there was it was during a time when when the uh, the Nerdist podcast was kind of on hiatus because um, the host was had had a lot of, had a lot going on and just didn't have uh, I don't think he had the time to do it and um, so uh, I decided you know what I'm gonna kind of change I didn't change the name that much I mean it's still 206 geek but I changed it to the 206 geek because it's just me I no longer had a, a co-host and it was just me and I was uh, I was trying to figure out how to go about doing this podcast by myself, and 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 I think that was part of the reason why I stopped doing it for for a while was because, um, I had I had a, a co-host for you know for a long time doing the podcast and it was it was a conversation and it was you know just having fun and and talking to myself to a microphone. Um, stopped being fun for me because, well, I wasn't talking to anybody. It was just me going on and on and on about whatever it is I'm looking at. And I, uh, you know, I just, I think when it, when it, be, when the podcast started to feel like a chore is when I started to think I don't want to do it anymore. And, um, yeah, and I think, um, when I decided to start doing it again was, um, it was because I, I, I needed something. I needed something to kind of give me, give me something to do during the week. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not working right now. I'm, I think, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, in the last couple of years, I've been trying to get on disability. Because um, been having well, the, the last job I had, I had only had for like you know like ten months, and I got fired for something really stupid. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe it's time I tried getting on disability because my my mom years ago wanted me to get on it because she thought I was going to need it because you know. Well, my mom knows. My mom knew me. She knew that I could be. A, I, I guess I could be a difficult person to be around, and, and that's probably why I got canned from the jobs I've had. And uh, so, yeah, I started doing the podcast again, and um, 
that was right around the time that um, yeah, it was a month or two before I think that um, uh, Renton Renton Comic Con was gonna start uh, was gonna do their third their third year, and they asked if I wanted to come podcast at the convention. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I wanted to make sure I had a place to to stay, and because I didn't have the I didn't have the funds to get like an, a a room at the hotel. And then I went and did that, and and that was that was actually a lot of fun. It was the first time I I did like a web show with an, a set. I had guests. I had uh, some some guys from the local fan group for GI Joe. And some guys in, in costume. I had a guy dressed up as, as Cobra Commander, and I had a a, a guy, I, I, and I forget the MP's name, but he was dressed like the MP with the dog from GI Joe. Um, I, I, the, to be honest, that character was never all that in, interesting to me. But the the guys who were dressed up were really cool. Um, in fact, I think. Um, I think the video is still on on uh, on uh, on their website on and on, on uh, Comic Con's YouTube channel. I'll post it again. It was actually a lot of fun. I had uh, uh, a fellow podcaster in Seattle and another uh, geek, uh, Daryl. He he was kind of like a, uh, a he was my first guest, and then he kind of helped me co-host that. Which was was cool because I wasn't sure how I was gonna manage <laughs> doing that live uh, video. Um, and I should I should turn my camera on, but you know what? I, I I don't really like being on camera as much as is you would think. That's why I do podcasts and not not a YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, and I've I've had some other guests on the show. Daryl was really cool, and, and those GI Joe guys were really cool. Um, I think my favorite uh, my my favorite guest on the podcast is probably my cousin Marianne. She's a comedian out of out of Tacoma, Marianne Riley. Um, you can find her on on uh, Facebook. Just search for Marianne Riley Comedy, and you'll find her uh, her Facebook page. Um, She's always a lot of fun to talk to. I could talk to her for hours. We both nerd out on a lot of the same things. And I think probably the, um, I think um, other podcasters I've talked to that were really cool is the Comic Dads. They're part of the Renton Comic Con crew. And, and I've, um, I've had them, I had them on my podcast back um Back in uh, when Joe was on the podcast, when Joe was my co-host, and that was it was cool. We hung out at the uh, the Eight Bit, which is a a barcade in Renton. If you've never been to a barcade, it's basically a bar arcade. It's 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 an arcade with they sell alcohol and in in bar food, so you can sit there and play video games while you're drinking a beer or whatever it is you like to drink. It was a cool place. I miss going there. I used to go there fairly often, I guess. I mean, it wasn't all that frequent. I'm not a huge beer guy, but I like video games. 
you know, when I had the extra funds to, to play some games, I would go down there and, and play some Pac-Man or, you know, Ninja Turtles or, you know, old school games. And, uh, and then, uh, I think probably, um, the, at this point, he's probably the most well-known person I had on the podcast is John Bailey, epic voice guy. Um, he, he's probably one of the best things he's known for is the epic movie guy voice he does for the honest trailers. And he's been in some, uh, lately I've seen him, seen him in some Mitsubishi commercials. He was a voice of, I think three or four of the transformers in the, the Bumblebee movie. Uh, in the opening sequence, when you see like the huge battle going on and it, he was the voice of uh, Soundwave and Shockwave. And I think one other character. Either way, he was a really cool guy. He's also done voices for uh, those uh, webs, the web series uh, Transformers, like I think it was uh, Combiner Wars, or one one of those. He he was the voice of a few, but he was. The thing that I thought was cool is he was the voice of Optimus Prime in those. And uh, before he did that, uh, it was when he was on my podcast. And, you know, he he was telling me how he did uh, voice matching. Where it's basically when when a, a, a movie trailer or, some, or just something needs to be re-recorded for a movie and they can't get the, the actor to come back. Because they're already they're busy with other other projects, so they just didn't want to do it or whatever. I'm assuming it's I would assume it's more of they're just busy or don't have the time. And uh, and he he would they would have John go in and like voice match that person and do a few lines for either it was uh, the one he told me he did at the time that was recent for him was. Um, the, in the movie Pixels, when uh, the creator of Pac-Man reaches out to, to, to pet um, his boy, as he called him in the movie, uh, and he gets his hand bit off, he goes, shoot that friggin' thing, or something along those lines. That was John who says that, because the, 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 what he actually said was, I don't know. I don't remember even what he said the, the original line was, but they said they, they decided to change the line, but they couldn't get him in the studio to record the lines because he's a busy man. And uh, he said he also did uh, some some um, voice matching for uh, um, uh, Jeff Bridges, and, and uh, he also did some voice matching for Harrison Ford. He was telling me how he did the voice matching for Harrison Ford, and they end up using Harrison Ford's recording, anyways. <laughs> I guess actually, I think it was uh, they got Harrison Ford to come in and re-record, anyways. So they did. They end up not needing his uh, his uh, voice matching, which either it was still cool to talk to. And John John's a nice guy. Um, he was very pleasant and and. Um, you know, I, uh, I I did did the interview uh, using uh, well, I used this this uh, the um, the uh, um, um, uh, 
YouTube Live, you know, Hangouts Live. I can I can pull someone in and, and, and uh, I can send them a link to to the feed to the video so they can be on the video. And uh, yeah, so we talked for about an hour, I think, and then um, yeah, I actually reached out to him recently in the last few months and said, hey, you know. Would love to get you back on the podcast, you know, if you got uh, the time. And he's like, man, I'm super busy, you know. So I didn't really get to talk to him again, but I've, I've, I've corresponded with him through email a couple times, and he's a, he's a really cool dude. Um, what else? What else? Um, you know what? Hold on a second here. Pull this up. I can't believe I've been doing this podcast. I mean, not 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 steadily for six years, mind you. It's more like five and a half, but still, that's a long time to be doing one project, you know. And and uh, and as you know, as far as like uh, the other guys I've talked to, the comic dads, that was you know, it's um, Andrew and Egypt. Those guys are really cool. They're they're uh, big comic book nerds. They're more into comic books than actually I am. I like comic book stuff, but I don't really read a lot of comics. Those guys actually read comics and they play video games. And I need to get those guys back on the podcast, honestly. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely will have Marianne on again. And um, and I haven't really tried getting BJ on the podcast since that that time I I had him on there. Um, you know, and and. One of the things I like about doing this is that it, it gives me something to look forward to every week. It, it because I'm not working and because I'm trying to do this, you know, getting on disability. Um, not really, I, I'm not working, so I don't really have a schedule per se, you know. So doing the podcast gives me like, okay, I have to have this done by this day because I'm going to want to post the episode on this day kind of thing, you know, and I, I posted this, I posted this thing on, on the Facebook page, six years of podcasting, why I started it, which I talked about, you know, my favorite guests, which I just talked about and things it did for me. That's kind of where I'm at now. You know, it, it gave me, it gave me something to do during the week. It gave me something to look forward to. I got to meet some really cool people because of it. You know, I made some friends because of it. Um, if it hadn't been for me doing the podcast, I probably would have never gone to the Renton Comic Con. I wouldn't have met the comic dads and, and, and the people that are involved with that, you know, you know, there's, uh, Ben and, and, and Sam and, you know, and, and, uh, Brian, all cool people and really nice, you know, um, I, I, hell, actually, no. And I think another another interview that I really enjoyed, and I, I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, but um, is the the um, um, oh, what are they? Uh, the uh, f um, foam friction cosplayers from from Vancouver, the coolest people ever. I mean, uh, I had them on on here in in and. Uh, they they do some really when I first met them was at at Renton City Comic Con, and they were a, a group of three people that dressed as characters from Skyrim. 
the Nords, I guess, and uh, was what they were called. And the and the the the, the costumes looked really cool because from when you're looking at it, you think they're wearing like, you know, they're wearing like this, you know, medieval armor, and it's just you know this looks super heavy and. You know, they look total badass, and then then you realize this stuff is made of styrofoam and plastic and leather, and that's it. <laughs> you know, the 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 armor plating was made from like yoga mats, and the uh, yeah, just in balsa wood, I think, was some of the things that they used. But it was it looked incredible. Those guys were really neat. The um, that interview is also on uh, on the, the the podcast website. I'm pretty sure I, st- I, 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 I had him on, on linked on there. If nothing else, you can go to, to the host, which is uh, hearthis.at slash 206geek. And everything as far as all the old episodes, all the classic episodes with Joe and Andrew are there. Well, not all of them, but a, a vast majority of them are there. Um, all the live f- feeds that I've done like this. Um, the interviews I've done are all there. Um, yeah, so let's see here. Bucket list for the podcast. Um, you know, I'd like, I'd like to get some celebrity guests on here, to be honest. Um, I actually reached out to a comedian um, that I met through my cousin, Marianne. He's a cool guy. He's a, I've talked to him a couple times. I've... I, I met him years ago with Marianne, and he he now li- lives in in L.A. and, and uh, he's actually been I've seen him on TV a couple times in the last few months. He's done some commercials, and I think he's been on some TV shows too. I can't remember the sh- what the show was. I remember him talking about it year, a few years back, but um, but yeah, he's 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 a funny dude. He has a podcast himself that he does, and. Of course, right now that I'm talking about it, I'm drawing a blank on it. But uh, once, and you know what? I'll I'll tell you the guy's name is. His name is Ty Barnett. Look, Google him. Go on YouTube and search for Ty Barnett Superman. Probably my favorite joke he's he's done. I don't think he does that joke anymore. It's one of those jokes he's retired because it's you know it's 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 an old joke and it doesn't do it all that often if at all. But um. It's a funny joke. You can you can find it. I think he did that. I want to say the clip that I saw. Actually, I saw him do that live years ago. But then I went went looking for him on on YouTube, and I think the clip he was actually on the Tonight Show. And uh, so that was cool. He's been on the Tonight Show. But yeah, Ty Barnett. I'm gonna try to get Ty on on the podcast, and we're gonna nerd out about um, the MCU and see what he's what the most recent of those movies he's he's seen. Um, let's see here. Uh, I actually went and saw um, Captain Marvel, and I really actually enjoyed the movie. I didn't really know much about her character. Other than that, um, the the original Captain Marvel was in a comic book that wasn't Marvel or DC, but um, the name Captain Marvel ended up being used 
the character, the original character, end up getting kind of brought into DC, and he's now called Shazam because the the copyright something something to do with the copyright and and how I guess DC lost that, so that's why they call him Shazam now and and not. Um, <laughs> And, and, and not Captain Marvel. Although, you can watch the original uh, Shazam live-action TV show from the 70s on DC Universe. I watched a few episodes because of nostalgia. And it's still somewhat entertaining, and it's cool to see some of those actors who I haven't seen on TV or in movies in decades. So, But... Um, yeah, so that was that was uh that was cool. I mean, I liked the movie. I, uh, you know, it, it's I don't know, it's it's the character itself, Carol Danvers. Her story seems a bit familiar. You know. Military test pilot gets superpowers from an alien. That kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Although she doesn't get her superpowers from a ring, so it's not quite the same. But I don't know. I, I liked it for what it was. It was entertaining. It, she was a total badass. Um, she looked cool. Um... I can't wait to see what they they do with with uh, with her character in 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 the uh, End Game. That's been like all over the internet the last few the last few weeks. Is End Game this? And that's coming soon. I think that's coming soon. I think that um, um, I think it's in the next couple months. Even we're gonna see that. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I want to know what happens to everybody. I'm pretty sure what happened in Infinity War was kind of an alternate universe thing. I remember seeing something about um, something about uh, there's a, a fan theory that because because Black Widow was blonde in the movie that it's an alternate universe thing and 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 that. Um, that um, <sighs> that yeah. So all the people that died in, at the end of Infinity War aren't necessarily going to be dead in Endgame. Something along those lines. I don't know. I'm I want to know what happens next, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't seen the uh, Shazam movie yet. I really want to see it. It looks good. Um, I posted a thing from ScreenRant.com about uh, a spoiler, and uh, <laughs> I, I read the article because I was curious. Um, apparently, and you've this is kind of your warning spoilers, folks. Now is a good time to pause, come back and listen to this later after you've seen the movie, kind of thing. Um, that Superman makes an appearance, and um, it's it is the Henry Cavill costume, but it's not Henry Cavill, from what I understand, because you don't see his face. 
I really like the first scene in this movie. I want to see it. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to, to refrain from like trying to find a bootleg of it to watch at home, just because a that's you know illegal, and b that's it. It won't be as good as watching it in theaters, because honestly, the the cams that you that you can get on the internet a lot of times they're just they're too dark or the person's moving too much, and all you all you hear is the rust of their pocket on the microphone or there's someone standing up in front of the camera kind of thing it's it's, it's always better to go ahead and see the movie in theaters when you have the funds to do so and and I just don't have it right now and it probably will be a while before I can go see it I'm looking forward to seeing it though I really want to see it um, apparently yesterday was first contact day First contact being a reference to Star Trek. First con contract contact. The word is contact. Contract contact. I, I I can't believe I missed that up. Either way, so yesterday was first contact day. Zephram Cochran and all that. Um, so yeah, I posted a, a thing about that, and that seemed to get a lot of a lot of engagements on on Facebook. And then I posted a, uh, and I think it's, it, I'm really hoping it's just a fan-made trailer, but Beetlejuice 2 trailer I posted. Um, and Like I said, I really hope it's a fan-made one, because, yeah, it had to have been. There's no way that they would have released such a shitty trailer for Beetlejuice 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. And nobody in the chat room, which is fine, I guess. Um, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Um, and I posted a thing that says, which actor is the best Joker? A, Cesar Romero. B, Mark Hamill. C, Jack Nicholson. D, Heath Ledger, E, Jared Leto, or F, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Being that I haven't seen the, the the whole movie for Joaquin the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I've only seen just the 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 trailer that came out a few days ago. And to be honest, I wasn't all that impressed by the trailer. Um, I, I I was. I think I'm hung up on the makeup. I'm hung up on that he doesn't look like the Joker. He looks like he looks like like John Wayne Gacy, you know. And um, he, I mean, he definitely has a, a Joker vibe to his character, I guess. But I don't know. I still think my favorite my favorite actor to play the Joker is still going to be Mark Hamill, and will probably be Mark Hamill until someone like does a better version of the Joker, which I don't see it happen anytime soon. Um, but as far as the, the voice actors go, I think he's, he is like number one. There's, and there's a couple other guys who do really good jobs as well. And, 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 uh, John DiMaggio did, did an amazing Joker. I liked his John, his Joker and Kevin Michael Richardson, even though I didn't care for the, the animation style, I liked his Joker, uh, cause it was, it was just as demented as Mark's, and uh, Mark actually says in an interview he's, he he uh, teased 
Kevin Michael Richardson because I guess he got a either a nomination or an award for his his um, his version of the Joker. And, and you know what? And his version of the Joker is pretty awesome. And in fact, I I watched um, Batman the Batman versus Dracula on DC Universe, and that was the that was the version of the Joker that that Kevin Michael Richardson did. And it's if you don't know who Kevin Michael Richardson is, he is the voice of Cleveland Jr. on the Cleveland Brown Show. Uh, he's done a bunch of other voices. He was he was the most recent uh, incarnation of uh, the Shredder from the 2012 version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. I don't know. I haven't watched the newest version of the Ninja Turtle cartoon. Um, Enough to know if the Joker or not the Joker, the uh, the Shredder is on there or not, but I don't think he is. Um, but yeah, yeah, this, this hands down, I think, is Mark Hamill's is the best Joker. So, let's see here. Let's see, um. I actually recently uh, reinstalled Skype, and um, I posted on the Facebook page and then on Instagram my uh, Skype username. So if you want to send messages that way, you can call in and leave a message. There's voicemail on there. Um, it's probably going to be the way I'm going to do uh, over-the-phone type interviews going forward just because um, I think it will be a lot easier to, to do than trying to set up my recording equipment to record from a cell phone, which I can do. It's just it's I have to get it all set up and be ready. And with this, as soon as the call starts, I can hit the record button on Skype, which is cool. Um Oh, and I saw recently that uh, Tobey Maguire is open to playing another superhero role, and I was thinking, who who could who could Tobey Maguire play in the superhero kind of movie? Um, I'm trying to think. You know, I think um, who does he look like? Who could he play? You know, I could. Trying to think. You know, um. Honestly, I can't think of anybody other than Peter Parker. I, you know, I'm curious what you guys think. What do you think, um, Tobey Maguire could do as far as a comic book movie, a superhero movie? Could he be another superhero? Kind of like, you know, how um, Chris Evans was the Human Torch, and now he's Captain America. And uh, there's lots of other actors who've, who've done multiple um, multiple uh, superhero-type stuff over different, uh, different shows and different um, universes. See, 
I guess uh, CinemaCon got a first look at the sequel to Coming to America, according to MovieWeb.com. Let's see what it says here. Uh, it says, Coming to America 2 just got a very real, just got very real. Paramount Pictures took the stage at CinemaCon in Las Vegas today to showcase their upcoming movie slate. A lot was shown from the first footage of Terminator Dark Fate to the initial look at the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which actually got a relatively warm welcome. But the biggest, uh, uh, one of the biggest moments happened in the in a blink, and you would have missed a, a bit of footage from the, a sizzle reel that was shown at the end of the panel highlighting some of the What's to come from the studio? The first glimpse of Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall from the highly anticipated sequel. Paramount ended the presentation with a CinemaCon sizzle reel showcasing some of what can what can be expected from them in the future. This included name drops from titles like A Quiet Place 2, Top Gun Maverick, and a new G.I. Joe movie. But at one point, uh, they show a very small bit of footage featuring Eddie Murphy and the Senior Hall in character from Coming to America 2. The footage didn't come with any plot reveals or anything like that, as it was very short. It does, however, confirm that the movie is indeed finally happening and is apparently filming as we speak. It also apparently got a, a major reaction from the crowd. Wow, so th this this story uh, has was posted to the Facebook page, and you can, you guys can read it for yourself. Um, and pretty much everything that I post on social media on Facebook also gets posted to the the website twoisgeek.com. What which I think might make it easier to find some of these stories if you look on there. Oh, hey, I got I got someone on here. Took me ages to figure out how to get on here. Uh, Angel of Iron. Well, I'm glad you're here. Oh, hey, Mark. I didn't realize that was you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's um. You know, it's this. This has been. This has been. Uh. Actually, I talked to Mark on the podcast. Um, like three. Almost four years ago now, he was on here with, with, when I had when it was me and me and Joe, and uh, it was right after I think it was right after um, right after we met him at at Emerald, at Emerald City Comic Con. He was he was in his Ghostbusters gear, showing showing us his his proton pack and his all that other stuff. It was really cool, full like screen accurate costume. Um, he introduced me to the, the local um, Emerald City Ghostbusters group and uh, Pacific Northwest Ghostbusters, which are both basically, you know, the Northwest Ghostbusters. Um, speaking of Ghostbusters, um, I haven't heard anything real new as far as Ghostbusters goes, but I think the last thing we heard was that they, they're finally doing a Ghostbusters 3 and that... Um, uh, one of the kids from from Stranger Things is 
potentially going to be in the the, the third movie. <laughs> it wasn't one of my finest moments, but admittedly, admittedly, but it was still great to to be able to join you guys. Well, it was a lot of fun talking to you. I mean, we, and I don't I don't think the uh, it was entirely your fault for uh, well, it was a lot of technical difficulties from what I recall. So. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this this the, the new Ghostbusters movie. They don't I don't think they have a do they have a release date? I don't remember. Um, and I'm curious. Oh, the most recent thing they've announced for Ghostbusters is the Ghostbusters Transformers crossover in the comic books. That's the most recent thing, and they 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 are in uh, in June. That's when the comics come out. Um, and, uh, yeah, what else? Oh, not only do they, do they, is there a comic coming out, but an exclusive, um, Ecto-1 Transformer is, is being made, and you'll be able to get that, I think, at, uh, I want to say it's GameStop will have that. Yeah. Jason, right? That's right. Jason Reitman is, is 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 working on has worked on the script and is directing. Jason Reitman, who was the bratty kid from Ghostbusters too. My dad says, "You guys are blah blah blah." That was Jason. Um, and he's also the son of Ivan Reitman, the guy who who directed the first two movies. Um, and he and and, and as uh, Dan Aykroyd said in an interview that Jason was probably the original Ghost Head. He was the first. Ghostbusters fan. Oh, that's right. July of next year is when the new movie's coming out. Okay. Um, yeah. July of next year. Gosh. That's really that means that must mean they've been they've already been filming it. So if it's coming out that soon. And then of course there uh, a couple years back they talked about doing a, a uh, a new Ghostbusters cartoon series, a new TV show, and it's supposed to take it's supposed to have taken place 50 years in the future, and it's going to be uh, like there's going to be because it's so far in the future from the original um, storyline that uh, Ghostbusters will be a franchise and there'll be Ghostbusters all over the world, all over the country. But, uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I've been, I've been reading the, the, uh, Ghostbusters, um, um, comic book, which I really enjoy. And, uh, the, the, the newest one, the, new, the one, the, the one I was reading the most recently is, um, what is it called? It's, uh. It's basically kind of a crossing over is what it's called. Ghostbusters crossing over. I, I, I know I'm, I've only got like six of the, the first six issues and I'm just finishing up issue five. I should check to see if there's newer issues out there. Um, it's really cool because the comic is, is a, Think of think of the show Sliders, but have it be Ghostbusters.
Wait, what? Ecto Force? Oh, is that what the name of the cartoon was? It's an indefinite hiatus. Supposed to be out last year. Oh yeah, huh? I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't really been keeping th that close of tabs on Ghostbuster stuff, apparently. But um, oh that sucks. I was looking forward to seeing it. I think maybe they're focusing more on the new movie than anything else. I still think they should they should get um, Eric Burnham to do the cartoon. As far as have him be like the 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 lead uh, the lead writer, you know. I met him. He actually when, when the year that I that I met Mark at uh, Emerald City Comic Con, I went down to the Artist Alley and and, and met Eric and uh, got him to. I bought some 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 of his comics and then had him sign them. I ended up giving those comics to a friend of mine who's a massive ghost head. And uh, he did, he wasn't able to go to the convention that year, so my buddy George has those comics. Hopefully, he has them framed someplace. But uh, yeah, I was actually the if you haven't read the comics, Mark, I recommend it because they're really really good. The crossing over is awesome because it like it it's literally like multiple dimension versions of Ghostbusters. So we have the original Ghostbusters from the movies, the original two movies. Then we have the real Ghostbusters as an, an alternate universe. Then we have Extreme Ghostbusters, which is another universe. Then we have um, Sanctum of Slime as as an as a is a, a a realm for Ghostbusters, as well as Answer the Call and one other, and I can't think of what it is. But all these different versions, and uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, the uh, all these different versions of Ghostbusters are all in one place, and the interactions between between Holtzman and and uh, and Venkman have been hilarious. Um, I, I think I think Holtzman is like an amalgamation of uh, Venkman, Stans, and 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 uh, and, uh, and Spangler. I think I really I believe that because her character was a little bit of each of those guys. But uh, yeah, the comics are awesome. I really need to to, to finish reading those. Um, I don't really, I don't. Re I, apparently, I don't read enough comics because I haven't caught up on that. But uh, yeah, so um, let's see, how long is it? think I've been well, it's almost four o'clock I've been talking for almost an hour uh, I think I can talk for a little while longer um, see what else uh, what did I do oh there it is oh an avid oh that's cool you're an avid collector I get him when the story arcs come out and in collected editions. Huge fan. Yeah, no, I've I've uh, I've been uh, I've been getting them as I as I find them. Um, 
when I have the funds to do so. But yeah, I think you're right. The best way to get them is is in the collection. That way, you don't read ten pages and go, "Oh man, I gotta wait till next month to read the next ten pages." <laughs> Maybe that's why I never got into comics because I just I didn't like the, the the wait time between between reading what I you know just read. But um, so far, I think my favorite though has been the crossing over. Um, almost, I think second. Second to that has been um, Ghostbusters Meet the Ninja Turtles, which is was also a cool run. Um, and they actually referenced the, the Ninja Turtles in Crossing Over a couple times. They don't call them the Ninja Turtles. They call them uh, uh, reptiles from another dimension. So, or in, Are they reptiles or are they amphibians? Either way, that's what they, that's what they said in the comics from what I recall anyway. Um... See, and uh, oh, and uh, the show Lucifer posted a teaser on Twitter yesterday, or day before. Yeah, it was yesterday. Still don't know when it's going to be releasing here in the states. I think it's coming out soon over in the UK, but it hasn't been. There's not a release date for that. Um, yeah. Um, dude, as far as Ghostbusters go, though, they're supposed to be having some sort of convention this summer down at uh, Sony Studios at the at at uh, at uh, Ghost Core uh, at their their offices, I guess. Gonna have some sort of convention, and, and from what I what I've heard is that the tickets to go, just going, to the convention, are insanely expensive. Never mind, you know, hotel and travel costs and everything else. Um, it's that's too bad, <laughs> too bad, it's so expensive. But you know, I, I guess I guess the, the average ghost head has the funds to do stuff like that. I I would assume anyway. I kind of figured you did, Mark. I figured Mark says he got his ticket the day they became available. I'm I'm not surprised. I hope you take lots of pictures and video, man. Especially if you get to meet people. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, oh man, I is is what have Mark? What have you heard as far as like the? I as far as what I've heard about the Ghostbusters three is it's supposed to take place. Uh, current day and kids uh, are um, and kids are involved somehow that you know kind of a next generation kind of thing from the teaser reel that we got last summer or was it last summer earlier this year maybe <laughs> my 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 friend uh, my uh, I, I, my days kind of bleed together so months and weeks and everything else also kind of bleed together. I remember when, when they, a few months back when they released the teaser, they also said that, um, the idea is that kids are, have found, um, old equipment and are trying to make them to make them work. And that's why we hear like the, the proton packs starting up and, 
and that's why we see was that's why we see Ecto one underneath a tarp in a in a barn. Um, I don't know. I, I, I that's really piqued my interest. That has piqued my interest more than the than the teaser, the teaser we got for Answer the Call. <laughs> I mean, I was interested in seeing it, but I think because it's a direct sequel, this probably why it's really kind of really piqued my interest. It's a direct sequel to the original and surrounds a family that has connections to the New York, New York City crew. That's really, that's all been confirmed. Oh, you know that, that, that's cool. So maybe it's like grandkids or nieces and nephews of, oh, that's cool. Ooh. Wonder if it's, uh, wonder if it's Egon's kids or grandkids. Or nieces and nephews. That's that's cool either way. Like I said, I, I the the few things I've heard about probably have been things that Marcus posted, or other Emerald City Ghostbusters have posted. Um, I don't I don't see a lot because there's so much on my feed from other things, but sometimes I catch them. Um, I clearly didn't catch the. Uh, <laughs> Some of the things you said earlier, like I didn't know, but, uh, let's see. So I've been talking for about an hour. Thanks for joining Mark. Um, I would have actually invited you in on the, on the, on the, uh, the, the stream here, but my internet is kind of shitty. That's one of the reasons why my camera's turned off because the less bandwidth I'm using, the better the better the sounds. And um, so anyways, uh, I can continue talking to you, Mark, on Facebook after I'm done here. I love, actually love to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, thanks for, for listening to this uh, live stream, the sixth anniversary of, of this podcast. And uh, I still can't believe it's been six years since I started doing this. I, th this is literally the, the, I've I've done this project longer than any job I've ever had or any relationship I've ever had. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I'll, I can chat with you through like Facebook Messenger if nothing else. Anyways, again, thanks for listening, and and I will talk with you everybody else later.